No, but I'm anticipating there will be more spittoons to come, you see. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 222 of Video Games Hot Dog, the podcast that is too, too, too good for you, you, you. Oh, I thought you were going to make some sort of ballerina joke. So stop listening now. Yeah. <laughs> Go listen to some shittier podcasts like you deserve. Wow. Kerr. When when did we suddenly become so... Uh, so holy, haughty? Yeah. Just, just this last now. episode. Yeah, I've always been a haughty. <laughs> H-A-U-G-H-T or not. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. It just shows people being disdainful, yeah. and you have to rate whether you would characterize that as haughty or not. Yeah, swipe left mm-hmm. or right. Guys, I saw uh, a couple mornings ago one of the most alarming pieces of environmental storytelling I think that I have ever seen. Oh, yeah? It was a bunch of discarded Starburst wrappers okay. in and around a tub of ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I really wish that I'd taken a picture of it. Yeah. Wow. I wish I could stop thinking about what that must taste like. You know, maybe it's fine. It might. It could be like a Hawaiian pizza. Yes. It might just be fine. It was like pineapple flavored Starburst in that sort of ham ranch. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'd try it. Yeah. What you didn't see because there was no no evidence of it was that each of the Starbursts was wrapped in bacon. <laughs> and they were actually ham flavored Starburst. They were right. the pink ones. Oh, but then it was uh, Strawberry Ranch. Damn it. Strawberry flavored bacon. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, that was my that was my uh, non video game story for the week. Oh yeah, ha- what, Halloween. What are you? Oh yeah, we had a we had a we had a spooky spook Halloween party. Yeah, that was pretty good. We dressed as various wizards and witches and fantastic Mister Guy Fours. Fox. Yeah, did you yeah. say vores? I said fantastic. You said fantastic, and I said fours. Oh, okay. But- I thought I didn't realize you were dressed as a vore. No. Um, <laughs> Huh. I, I managed to piss Riff off on Twitter, which was great. How was that? Oh, yes. Just that posting is, oh. a picture of my of my costume, which was effectively just a pun, a visual pun. Yeah. I Did anybody get it? Nobody. Did you go out without the mask? No, I went out with the mask, mm. and nobody commented. I saw you, uh, you've taken the uh, adjusting masks to not mess up your glasses. Yeah, to, fuck you, That's that. just how you do it now. Yep. You, you tape a lot of... Uh, Foam, foam into masks to suspend them in front of your face. Yep. Does that not completely screw up your ability to see anything? No, it's fine. I've gotten extremely used to just looking straight ahead because my glasses are so small. Mm-hmm. That is that by design? Uh, they're also really close to my face. That by they're because they are small, they can also be really near my eyes. Like, so could you, if you chose, have bigger glasses? If I chose, no. To. Sure. Come on. Why, why would you do that? Though? Eyes are only so big. Yeah, fair enough. I I love my glasses. I love I love they how look they good. Work. I worry it's not that even you're... a fashion thing. It's just they're like they're so lightweight. Oh, like I can. No, I can you've, you've got this mad scientist thing going with the glasses and the hair. It's it seems deliberate at least. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's it. I guess it is a look that I have 
quasi cultivated. Sure. <laughs> Part of it's out of laziness though. The hair is just like how what is a what does a haircut that scientist look like if they were really lazy? Yes. What is it if I if if I was a lazy mad scientist and I once a month I wanted to cut my own my own hair. I think the typical thing that we think of as a mad scientist though is characterized by not paying a lot of attention to his appearance, right? I mean, and that's yet, why his hair looks like that is because he doesn't pay attention and to yet, it. And yet, I'm the same way. My hair looks like nothing like that or like any other mad scientist. For years, well, though, I also had a ponytail. Yeah. Oh. Ponytail is the other kind of not giving a shit. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> mad scientists also get electrocuted a lot, I feel, as well. Oh, oh yeah. Good point. So oh, you mean because they commit so many crimes in yeah. Texas? Yes. <laughs> Huh, that wasn't quite what I was thinking, but... Okay. Um, All the Vandegraaff generators. Yeah, there's always a Vandegraaff generator. There's always a Jacob's Ladder. Mm -hmm. Tesla coil. Yep. If your name was Jacob Vandegraaff, you would be, like, the most electric person. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Jacob in a Jacob's Ladder? I don't know. Uh, That that guy from, what is it, Tom Robbins? And if you just... Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. (laughs) Marty Robbins. (laughs) A Jacob's ladder is like a, a little arc that sort of goes up between two things. A ladder that just like was automated and climbed for you would be kind of rad, actually. I think that was what they were trying to do, but then they realized it actually just shocks you. Oh, so it became a novelty instead. Okay, Jacob's ladder is the colloquial name for a bridge between the earth and heaven that the biblical patriarch Jacob dreams about during his flight from his brother Esau, as described in the Book of Genesis. So that's what a Jacob's Ladder is. Okay, so it's it's a bridge between Earth and Heaven. That yeah. sounds like what the movie was about. Yeah, and what that one lady was buying when there was a bustle in her hedgerow. Uh-huh. Let's see. Jacob's Ladder, Brisbane. A set of steps uh, up the side of Castle Hill in Queensland. No. To, to Heaven. There's a lot of places that have just decided that they're called Jacob's Ladder. Mm. Oh, and a Huey Lewis in the News song... Written by Bruce Hornsby. Guys, it cannot get any more 1987 than that. There's also that clackety wooden thing. Oh, yeah, that they sell in Mexico. What clackety wooden thing? It's like little plates of wood that are strapped together in a way that you can kind of, like you rotate the top piece and then it goes clackety, 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 clack all the way down and then you rotate it again and it does it again. Isn't that like... Eerily similar to like that uh, that one like wallet design, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. thing with the weird straps. I on think it. they were trying to like make the electrical Jacob's ladder, but like, how can we do that out of wood? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I did not realize that the wooden thing was called a Jacob's ladder. Yeah, it's like wood and straps. Here's the here's the Wikipedia article: Jacob's ladder parentheses toy, and it's a picture <laughs> of that thing. So, not just making this up. So. Where, what does Jacob's Ladder Mad Scientist prop say? Oh, uh, let's see. Because that is just a a voltage gap between two... High voltage traveling the, arc. The Earth traveling and the Heavens. Arc. An electrical effect classic in uh, cinematic portrayal of laboratories. That is true. Yeah, that's basically all it's for. <laughs> <laughs> and then that just links to Spark Gap. There isn't even a Wikipedia oh, article Spark for gap, that device. Sure. That makes sense. Uh but I feel like it was, it, it was common in the early part of this century for like state fairs to have like cool electrical displays because electricity was this like thing of the future, and they sure. probably had a lot of those kinds of things in there. And I think that's probably where that 
cultural awareness came from, right? Uh, watch Thomas Edison kill an elephant. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did that to to convince people that, uh, that Tesla was a bad Tesla, guy. Yeah. yeah, that because Tesla wanted alternating current. Tesla Tesla wanted uh, DC transmission. I see, and DC. No, no, sorry. Tesla Tesla wanted AC transmission, and and Edison wanted DC transmission. Plus, he Tesla, was stealing babies to turn them into goblins. Tesla won out. Gross. Yeah. In the end, and making he was making like hundreds of copies of of Christian Bale. Oh, Christian, right. <laughs> right. Um he had a whole bale of them. <laughs> he only uh, needed the one baby. Oh yeah, he could have just copied that baby over and over again oh, yeah, and then he would have had true. as many goblins as he wanted. <clears throat> Man, so he was just doing it to be cruel. Edison was right. <laughs> that oatmeal guy has basically just rewritten history, right? A couple of times. Because everybody just thinks of Tesla as that collection of facts from that poster. That was, that was not the first time that I had. Yeah, that I, I feel like that was, he was like riding the wave of all that stuff being in, in the forefront of nerd Tesla brains has, at the moment. He was Well, Tesla has been that, like a folk hero I don't for, for years for me. That big. Maybe it was because I grew up in Colorado and like we just. Heard all the cool stories about Tesla in Colorado Springs. Like, was he in Colorado Springs? Yeah, that's where he like mm. electrocuted a field of cows. <laughs> oh yeah, the, he, he invented the Tesla coil in the Colorado Spring, yeah. which was a right. cow deterrent device. Yeah, it was like it was like the Harlequin's kiss, but specifically for cows. <laughs> but he, he transmitted power over like a pretty significant like air gap distance, and he like was able to light fluorescent lights just by holding them in the air i, I think you're uh, confusing cool. him with uncle fester uh-huh. <laughs> he he screwed it into his mouth though right i don't know that he screwed it i don't know that his lips were threaded i think he <laughs> just, I don't know. thread lip sounds like exactly the sort of thing uncle, Fe- uncle fester would have though uh, yeah mm. i guess that's i guess that's true man christopher lloyd is old did you guys see those uh back to the future promos yeah yeah hearing him talk about the future was depressing it's like, your future is not yet written. You can be whatever you want. And like, now I'm about to die. Yeah. Old people are depressing. It's true. Let's do away with them. Both Let's make he, it illegal for old people to be on TV. <laughs> Both the Golden and, Girls has uh, already been made. It's, it's Yeah, it's that's all already. the old people TV you need. Yeah, there's nowhere else to go from there. Both he and Michael J. Fox did the voices for their characters at, on uh, what's it, Lego buh, under... What's what's God? What's that game? Lego, Lego Dimensions. Dimensions. That's it. You're Did the only one who played it, and I, you're the only one who doesn't know the name of it. I Riff. don't have anything sitting around here that has the name on it. <laughs> I saw. Wait, uh, is that the, that's <laughs> how you know? That's things? how I remember anything. But okay. but but my point was they both they both sound <clears throat> not quite right doing the voices again, and it's just a little weird. Because they're like, Michael J. Fox has thirty like, years old. Se- severe Parkinson's now, yeah. like. Yeah. I saw an interview with him. Um, it was it was in this like back in time documentary on Netflix about the the Back to the Future culture that sprung up around the movie. Um, and he did not, he couldn't do voice acting. Like hmm. I don't think that was him. Uh, there was a guy. Uh, do, you, do you know who did the uh, the Marty McFly voice in the Telltale game? That definitely wasn't him. Yeah, I I don't I don't 
remember who I, it was, I'm but it was like sure some guy I'm who was sure famous as like I would have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's him in Lego Dimensions because I remember it being commented on that he okay. was doing the voice for this despite having not done the Telltale one. AJ Locascio. Yeah. Yeah, that that's uh like I wonder if he needed like like a steady cam to hold his head in place or something. Now I'm just making horrible Parkinson's jokes. I don't think that's jokes, how a steady but... cam works. <laughs> It's just a clamp <laughs> the size of a person's head. Uh, anyway, like, or, or to hold his larynx in place, like, he did not sound, I did, like, he couldn't, he couldn't speak without you realizing, oh man, this guy has Parkinson's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, Is there some sort of really bad for you, you shouldn't take it very much drug that you can take that makes you yeah. normal for like a couple it's minutes at a, a time? It's called cam. Hey, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying the drug that makes you feel normal for a little bit at a time, Riff. I'm <laughs> no, saying the drug that makes Michael J. Fox feel normal for a little oh. while at a time. Uh, Guys, do you want to uh, yes, please. tell any stories, or do you want to answer some listeners' mail from our listeners, the listeners? I, either one. Hey, Riff, how was your Halloween? Oh, yeah, uh, what'd you do? It was pretty cool. Um, we, a bunch of us, got online and played a Halloween-ish uh, game of Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, my character was a an ambulatory tombstone with fists. God damn it, Riff. Jenny played a flock of bats. Riff. It, it was fun. God damn it, Riff. What? <clears throat> you couldn't have just been the vampire or... A, a mummy. A mummy, what, yeah. What fun is that? <laughs> it's You couldn't have been a like a fruit brute. That would have been a candy corn. <laughs> I got to I got to punch people and sometimes Christmas lights. Sometimes when I, whenever I managed to kill somebody, I shouted "Rest in peace." You know, <laughs> you know, in memoriam. You know who else would have uh, been able to punch people is a mummy. Yep. I think we had a mummy in the party, but it, it, it wasn't talk, very though. clear because he had he had robes. What about Frankenstein's we, monster? We had a we had a weir rat. That's fairly normal. That's like a normal thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, and there was a fire-breathing pumpkin. That's, okay. Yeah. That's... Jack-o'-lantern kind of thing. Uh, but deadly. There's a spooky skeleton who I think might have been more of a death. You sure that I, wasn't I, I just was, Zach? I was not very clear on what, the, was he, what he was. Was he in a robe? Like yeah, yeah he had scythe. like a robe and a scythe. Only potions could kill it. Yeah. Do you think that all skeletons... Go as death for Halloween. Oh, I thought you were going to ask if they all go to heaven. <laughs> well, th- I mean, that goes without saying. No two skeletons are not in heaven. All dog skeletons go to heaven. <laughs> I celebrated Halloween by making a um, pumpkin carving game. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, I saw the screenshot. Was that your one or your zero hour? That was my zero hour game. Yeah. Game jam game. Yeah. I was pretty what? proud of it. Did something change that made daylight savings yes. happen on Halloween? Legislation. Huh. They, is it, they, they oh, changed, is that new? They changed the law. Because I definitely don't remember that being when the time change happened before. W- yeah, when was it before? Do you know? I thought it was... Uh, I can look... I'll look it up, but I'm I feel sure. like I would have made that connection and made a Halloween-themed game some previous year if that was... If it was that same day. Maybe they just changed it to Halloween and Valentine's Day or something. Right. So it was Sunday, November second. It's possible that it's just the, the the particular fact that the thirty first happened on a Saturday. 
day. The, the time change can't possibly be like the third Thursday of the month or something. That's. I, so my, my contention is that no one would ever set up a holiday like that now. <laughs> like, oh if, yeah, certainly not. If the government produced a new holiday, it would just be on a goddamn date. Yeah. Like, why is it important that Thanksgiving be on Thursday? Like, I could see if it was always on a Saturday. But why Thursday? That's. So that. Why don't you look that up too, Kevin? Maybe, maybe people get. More time off that way. Yeah, I feel like that's that's just to make a four day weekend. You get, yeah, oh, that, you okay, get that actually makes sense. Yeah, you might as well stay home Friday as well. Well, why isn't Christmas on a Thursday then? Because that's when I think you actually need that. Because Christmas was established as being on the twenty fifth as a religious thing that happened long before anybody cared about having an extra day off work. I don't know if that's actually true. That's it's actually when, it's when Jesus was really born. Well, no, but it, it here's the thing: we're, if Christmas we're was always sure on a Thursday, but it was picked. It was picked to be that day in order to incorporate like older pagan myths, so that Christianity could get more traction. If Christmas was it's always on Thursday, that means that New Year's would always be on a Friday. Is that? Oh, wait. No, I think it would always be on a Wednesday. <laughs> I, I don't think that works either really way. Don't know but... how to count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and also, I mean, it wouldn't. You'd have to say that New Year's is just the Friday after Christmas, right? <laughs> and Christmas is always the last Thursday of December. See, this, oh, this is a is terrible a, idea. This no is a complicated one, calendar. No one would do with. this. I really want to switch to that calendar where there's all the ten ten day months, the mm. thirty day months, and then you get like a, just a week where just nothing happens. Just switch to completely decimal timekeeping. How about one where you just. Uh, Every year, the government randomly decides which months get 31 days that year. Ah, that'd be great. <laughs> and they don't tell. They, they disseminate the information differently to different people. Yes. Uh, you have to buy the special government calendar. Huh. It has happened It has happened on Halloween before, 2004. Huh. So I was just wrong. How is it? Why it's it's why it's, would that possibly change? It varies from it's always on Sunday, right? Is it? It is always on Sunday. Sunday so morning to, to disrupt the least amount of like commerce, I think. Mm. Uh, and so it varies. It looks like it varies from the twenty seventh of October to the maybe the sixth of November or something. I think that maybe maybe something did change and it, it got pushed forward a little bit. I thought George Bush did something with it, but. That was a. While it is ago. now. It is now as late as the seventh of November. Let's look. Let's look back in the nineties. Let's stop doing daylight savings Do, for fuck's sure. sake. Yeah, I think it got pushed. I think it got pushed uh, forward into November a week. Uh, it used to be like the twenty fifth to the thirty first. I don't like the time change, but I like the time that we call daylight savings time as the better time. Because I see more of the sun more when that happens. Why is that? Because you sleep later? Yeah, basically. I see. Yeah, it's the pits having it get dark at five. So uh-huh. it looks like the savings time ha- first happened in the United States in 1918. So maybe the whole notion of it being a World War One thing is uh, is real. Huh. I don't think anybody knows. I think we should just stop it. I think that's one of the last things that Obama should do on that. What do, what do you call it? Like the la- your executive last executive orders, your last day in office when you just do whatever. Yeah. You're just like, all right, fuck it. 
cocaine is legal. <laughs> no more daylight savings. Uh, Executive pardon to the sun. <laughs> Bill writes, I've fallen asleep and been awakened by your closing theme enough now that even fully awake, the sound of it triggers panic in me. Yeah, I should really... Wait, the, the theme? Yeah, the closing music. It's really... Like, it's a really jagged sound. I should really learn... The hot dog theme? ...more about chiptunes and make some less irritating chiptunes as theme music. Just EQ it down to, like, just the, the bottom thousand fre frequencies, and then it'll be less that jagged. So, that'd be so weird... <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna EQ that channel until it just sounds like a muffled Halloweeny spook town fest. God. Okay. Oh. I wish that there was just a, a a plug in that would just put everything in like a minor key and add like <laughs> occasional wolf howls, and yes. spooky Bats. bat chitterings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's I mean, Melodyne is is something you can use to change the key a song is in. It doesn't always do a good job. It also costs a lot of money. Uh, F writes, do any of you have any interest in the new Overwatch game? Also, what did you have for breakfast? Uh, I had a bowl of cereal because I, I, I eat great grains. Uh, it is the best great cereal. Great grains, Batman. Uh, and I am interested in Overwatch, but I'm probably never going to play it. Yeah, I, I mean, when it comes out eventually, maybe on... Oh, they might not sell it on Steam. They will never sell it on Steam because yeah, it's a Blizzard one. Yep. Uh, probably not then. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> why? Do you not play any Blizzard games? You no, do. I, I do. do but but the question is, if I I don't want to, I'm not going to pay full price for it. It's if I can free. get. It, Oh, is it? It's, is it a free to play? Free game. Oh. Yeah, it's like it's like I'll their probably team try fortress. it out then. I'll You're, but so it. riff. So wait, wait. You want them to pay you to play this game <laughs> on that, Steam? That would be good. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Blizzard, call me. Is this the the is this their MOBA? It's the no. This is their no. TF two. Here's oh. the storm. Is their MOBA? I'll, I'll right. try it. Yeah. I I I mean I doubt that it will catch me in much the same way that Team Fortress two never did. I wonder if getting in on something early would be the way to get in I feel on like that something would help. like that. Although having a bunch of uh, everybody else's shooter vocabulary is so much greater than ours. I, mean, TPS, I, I think whatever. the trick is just to be a teenager and with a lot of spare time. Oh, sure. Yeah, let's do that then. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Jim. Let's. Can you write a program to make us that? I'll work pill? on it. Well, I'm just assuming that we're in the Matrix and he can just rewrite things. Oh, that's just because so you saw the same cat twice. Yeah. <laughs> that's just your cat. Sure. He's always doing the same stupid shit. He, uh, my, uh, bathroom trash can yep. has a plastic bag in it. Yep. And he has just chewed a billion tiny little holes in it. Yep. It's really triggering my whatever that thing is that gets triggered uh, by the pictures in that one thanks. subreddit. I had, I had, I had just, yeah. I had gotten that out of my head, I thought forever, and now ah, good. Fuck. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna do a little trick. Uh, so That's every not time going you in the show notes. Log into KOL. <laughs> it'll put a different trichophobia no. image as your background. No. So, ah, come so on. What? Does that really bother you? It does. Huh. What, is, what is this? Uh, Fear of clusters of holes. Oh. Yeah, it's there is a specific kind of image that some people it. It doesn't. I have me. to admit, it makes me a little uneasy to look at them. It is when they superimpose that on like skin that yeah. like that just that just creeps me out. 
I saw, I've seen a couple of images that just like burn themselves into my brain. It's pretty horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, Riff. Just do a Google image search for T-R-Y-P-O phobia. And you'll find out real quick whether you have it. Yeah. There's a uh, Japanese comics artist I like, and it isn't Junji Ito, but he's also often associated with him, and I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. But um, he did a comic called Holes, which was all about people punching holes it's in about their body. Shia, La- Shia daying up treasure it, for Sigourney it, Weaver. It starts out with... Poison lipstick. It starts out with a man, like, in the kitchen cutting a carrot or something, and he accidentally drops the knife on the floor, point down, and it almost hits his foot, but doesn't. So he realizes that, you know, that could have been really bad. So he cuts a hole in his foot so that if this happens again and it does land in the wrong place, it won't hurt him because it'll just go straight through the hole. And the the it just it escalates from there, past the, past past the point of gore and into the point of like complete batshit absurdity. It's it's a uh, pretty good. Oh yeah, gonna, I'm no, gonna like, look up his name so that I can give him the idea him. of looking at like a knife wound is much less horrifying than looking at somebody uh, like a hole in somebody's we, we body just, yeah perfectly like a, circular yeah, holes through yeah. it's a through bunch bodies. of holes yeah. they're not necessarily perfectly circular well in this comic they are yeah well. uh what did you have for breakfast riff uh i had a uh monster energy beverage can <laughs> in the white can you just ate just the can, can. <laughs> yes just the can. <laughs> you're like a you got uh, you got your mr fusion installed and here, so here's a question riff. when was breakfast for you. Uh, it was, uh, I've, I've actually, uh, I've managed to get my sleep schedule around to the morning and okay. stick to it. I've been, I've been getting up like around nine or nine plus a snooze alarm. Okay. So that's respectable. what did you yeah. have for breakfast, Jim? I forget. Do you normally eat breakfast? I'll eat in the morning when I wake up, but like, I'm so groggy. Like it, it's just, you know, shoveling nutrients well, so in my I, mouth. It, uh, I, you ate like a, just a. I think I had like a bowl a of rice and beans and like flour a, and and coffee. A couple spoons. Yeah, yeah. Just. Oh, just the w- guy's name is Shintaro Kago. How do you spell Kago? K A G O. Okay. I had uh, eggs over easy, bacon, rye toast, and grits, and coffee. You like grits? I do like grits. Grits okay. are good. I haven't had grits in a long time, They're but hominy. I remember... They're nixtamalized corn. Get them at the pork store. That's where you can get them. Typically, I'll have cottage cheese instead of those grits, but if you go to the pork store, they don't have cottage Is cheese. Is the pork store on the same block as the armory? <laughs> no. Okay. Why? Do they sell weaponized pork? Well, because the armory is actually just a giant porn warehouse, and if... If it's all just off by one letter or something. Cause it's, oh, you know I mean? K-L-M-N. So it's like two doors. It's like three doors down from the porn store. Okay. Yeah, yeah oh, right. Then the porn store. There's nothing. There's the poor store where they sell uh, trypophobia kits. Right. Uh, there's the porp store where they just, it's nothing but porpoises. Okay. There's the port store where they sell port, which is good. Right. It, it tastes good. No Marsala, just port. It's called port because it's from Portugal. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Portugal also has ports. Discuss. 
I think they call Portugal something else over there. You think? I bet they don't call themselves Portugal. I bet they don't call ports ports either. Do you think that that is also a pun in their, oh, I hope their so. crazy made-up moon language that you're proposing? <laughs> I hope. Yeah, no, I, I, in the world of my imagination, it is. Okay. A naked That's Jew writes. My head cannon. Dear Riff, I too have just recently begun watching the new episodes of Doctor Who starting, uh, starting with Eccleston. Please continue giving periodic updates on your watching and any episodes you've seen that you thought were cool. Yeah. Uh... Probably my favorite so far has been um, Silence in the Library and the one that came after that. Oh yeah, but, the Moffat episodes. Yeah, I've been I've been enjoying the whole thing a lot. I'm I think I'm I'm nearly at the end of season seven now. Um, I have not I haven't started. There's like a a, tr- a three part special episode deal uh, of like extremely important plot stuff to do with the Doctor that is about to come up in my watching list. I think it's called like day of the doctor time of the doctor, something else of the doctor. Is that where they get like a new doctor? Uh, I think they do get the new doctor at the end of that. Yeah. Threnza writes, Kevin, I love your puzzles. Keep up the good work. I had enjoyed, uh, I have enjoyed slowly creeping out in my skill level. I've gone from Mondays and sometimes Tuesday to Monday, Wednesday with Thursday, Friday, still needing to go fuck themselves. Also the chain (laughs) ones are fun. Less than three. I don't think the chain ones are fun. I, I, I think that every three or four weeks, they're a, a nice change up of pace. <clears throat> so there. Okay. I think my solution of pants for today's was completely valid. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it, I don't think that works. It doesn't, but it's like one sort step removed. <laughs> it, it is difficult for me when someone submits an answer that doesn't immediately fit with my sort of intended solution like sometimes if especially if it's early in the day i will be like what what are you thinking or if it's someone then who i think should be getting the, an answer that makes sense i'll be like I, what this is not what i expected what are you thinking and then sometimes they're like is your puzzle not this other thing entirely and yeah, I'm like, that happened oh, yesterday with it me did, it did happen with you and so I just was like, oh, no, but I'll write that puzzle for Thursday. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's not fun for me to solve the ones that... Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Have you guys been playing any video games? Mm, I played a little bit, basically just to check in and look at the new update of LEGO Dimensions. Uh, they added, they did something like really unexpectedly friendly and cool, actually, Um Remember when I was talking about it before, I was kind of complaining that all the collectibles are locked behind various doors that you need various characters to open, and which means that you have to go buy one of those characters. Uh, the new update, when you encounter one of those obstacles, it lets you use the in-game uh, studs currency to rent one of those characters for like 30 seconds. Like, oh, so you can uh, open doors just long enough to open that door. Yeah, it only works for already released characters, so it's like wave one characters only at the moment. I, I imagine that they'll, as more waves of dudes come out, they'll increase that. So eventually, you'll be able to get not everything, but much closer to everything, just with the base set, which is pretty cool. What would what would still be excluded? 
Uh, you would not get the level packs. Um, and uh, okay. there is at least one set of guys, the, the, uh, Chima Legos property, uh, that their power has a charge up based on killing enemies with that guy. And I don't think 30 seconds would be long enough to get a full charge. But, but everything that's just like, I've got a funny shaped key to open that funny shaped lock, then, then you can get it. And the, the, it's like 50,000 studs to, to get that, which is, it's a significant amount of currency, but not an absurd amount. So it, it seems pretty reasonable. Um, so that's cool. And the other thing I played is I played the first few minutes of The Room 3, which came mm. out today. And it's pretty sweet so far. Um, so the, anybody that hasn't heard us talk about it or doesn't know what it is, The Room is a series of iPhone, iPad, I think it's on Android, games that are, they're like point and clicks, but the first one was entirely focused down to puzzle boxes like a series like one big puzzle puzzle box yeah well it was in like layers uh you you when when you opened the one you found another one inside it and then the room two opened up to be more more like typical room escapes and therefore i wasn't i didn't like it as much although it was you know it's a a prince of that genre but i don't like that genre as much as just i mean it's it was sort of just getting into a puzzle box from the other side right like but the 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 new one um they've they it seems like they're kind of splitting the difference you've got like an entire room but the main focus of the room is a table with a puzzle on it and so there's maybe you have to flip a switch on the other side or figure out how the how the circuitry in the room works to activate the puzzle box but once you've done that you've got a puzzle box this this circuitry circuitry what if, what did i say circuitry circuitry but anyway it's pretty good uh the puzzle i'm in the middle of now seems like it was probably inspired by the opening credit sequence to the game of thrones show and it's pretty cool i'm buying it as we speak I liked the second one, I think, a little more than I liked the first one. Really? Actually, yeah. Uh, I have a, I have a, I, I mean, admittedly, I have a great personal interest in puzzle boxes, so I'm sure that colors my opinion a bit. But it's called the room. Yeah. Not the box. <laughs> That's something that weirded me out about the first game. Right. Was that I figured it's called it, the I never, room, but it's well, it's you're I, in a room and the room yeah. has a box in it, and that's all it has. <laughs> I I never finished it, so I figured it had something to do with the plot, or maybe it the might, room. Um, the plot is confusing, and I never really followed. Became important later. Yeah, somebody's uncle f- discovered a trap door between dimensions or some shit, something like that. Yeah, yeah. There were glowing runes. There was some dangerous thing watching yeah i played a game called Faroon. f-a-r f-a-r-u-r um we need to restart again (laughs) f-a-i-r-u-n-e for 3ds it's also on android for free but it has ads 
I was going to play that version if I could pay to get rid of the ads, but apparently you can't. Um, and it's a sort of an old schoolish um, action RPG where you run into enemies and level up and run around a world and find items like like in Zelda and use them in weird ways. Um, it, it it's very reminiscent of Zelda visually, but it plays more like an adventure game in terms of like you're finding these items and you have to just use them and really you have to uh, rub everything against each other non-obvious ways well you can't use items with each other you just have to use them you, you end up rubbing every item against every tile on the ground oh jesus mm. not not literally every tile but like every important looking right. tile and there are some sometimes i've done things on purpose that like yeah you're supposed to put that there and it did work but other times it's just like this looks important. I'll just try to use everything I have, which is a bummer. Um, but it's very charming. Um, and then I uh, played. Um, I actually just went back and I played. Uh, I, I started playing the second quest of the Legend of Zelda. Hmm. Huh. Have you guys touched the second quest at all? No, not since I was a kid. Yeah, I saw it, an article recently. Somebody released a huge. ROM hack of Zelda that uh, that's like two entirely new quests with new items. That's really and neat. Stuff. Yeah, I would check that out. I'll I'll uh, remind me if I don't link you to it in sure. the show notes. Yeah, yeah. The second quest it does some weird stuff. Um, the the first dungeon is in the same place, but all other dungeons are in different weird places. You have to like find them by blowing the whistle in, in, in random rooms, for example. Um, sometimes, like, I found the second dungeon by trying to buy the blue ring. Oh, so you weird. go into where the, the the shop with the blue ring used to be, uh, and it's, now it's dungeon, dungeon two. Huh. Doesn't um, it also just, like, not have hints for a lot of them in the second quest? Like, just, there's a bush you have to burn and nothing tells you which one? Yeah, it's it's less obvious which ones are which ones are um are flammable. Um the combat is tuned a lot harder. Um <laughs> and this is kind of making me rethink the tuning of the, the first game of Legend of Zelda uh entirely, the first, even the first quest because like all the power-ups you get are effectively like power doublers. Like having double life is not it's a huge step up from having um having your your regular number of hit points and having like double attack with your sword and then double again it it seems like it's uh it, it, that that stuff probably would have stood to be a lot more incremental um oh you mean the rings i mean the rings reducing the, your damage and okay. the upgraded swords okay yeah um but i i don't really notice that when i play the first quest because I power up so much faster than the dungeons get hard that I don't really engage with the systems at all where the second quest really forced me to do that because like you really have to, to play well Hmm. to, um, to survive in starting a dungeon two with, with the equipment you have. The first quest was like that for me as a child. Sure. Like a room full of dark nuts was a really serious challenge to yeah, me. Yeah. And I would often like use bombs. Sure. Yeah. I've been doing that. Like survive. Like yep. the knights that you can't hit from the front. 
and they felt so hard as a kid and playing it again when we did it as the assignment it was like oh okay i was just really bad at this it also might be that you know where all the secrets are like if you power up you can get you know the the white sword and the blue ring before you even enter the first dungeon yeah if you grind out all the if you grind out the cost yeah but although i guess there are enough like it's a secret to everyone rooms yeah, to would, get that pretty quickly. I, I, I could probably do it in 10 minutes, right? Yeah. It's, uh, I just, then, and the second quest does a bunch of like weird shit. Like instead of bombing this wall, you just have to push up against it and you walk through it in dungeons, uh-huh. which is unexpected. And it's not, it's, it's, it's a different kind of secret that like, you're not expecting to, um, to have to try. Yeah, that's... If it's not hinted or pointed at, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and in Zelda 1, it didn't even have, like, you know... I remember that that essay that was sort of complaining about A Link to the Past hinting at bombable walls, as opposed to it just being... Which, I honestly... I kind of disagreed with that part of it. Like, the point of that essay was that in later Zelda games, every item basically just became a key. Yeah. But if you have to do it, it's bullshit for you to just like, here's this sort of semi-precious resource that you just have to waste trying to bomb everything everywhere. Yeah. Like, and then they kind of do the like, you know, MMO thing of like selling you convenience later by giving you the candle that you can use more than once per room. Right. But I spent so yeah. much time as a kid Walking into a room, trying to burn a particular tree, seeing if it worked, walking out of the room, walking back in because the blue candle could only be yeah, fired that, once per room. That is not great and it's just design. Bullshit. Like it's like, and the second quest makes it so you have to do that. Although there are some hidden dungeons in the first quest, right? Like there's, the, the, I remember at the very least, dungeons seven and eight are pretty hard to discover. There's one that is in a tree that is like blocking a single yeah. wide passage. That one is which you would try like, to you would try to burn that just to get through. Yeah, yeah. So that one is not so bad. Like the uh blowing the whistle to discover dungeon seven is kind of Oh, that's the one that's under the fairy It's the the, the one that's there's in a the secret pond. where fairies don't live. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um I I feel like the the bomb bombing uh to find secret um, passages in the dungeons is pretty reasonable because there's only one. Yeah. yeah. They can only be in blank walls. The map shows you where other rooms, rooms are, are, except when there's a blank spot in the middle, which is secretly a room. There was a, there was a secret wall past the Triforce piece in one of the dungeons to get the item in that dungeon. I had to like walk around that structure that holds the Triforce piece and go up through the wall, huh. which I thought was a pretty neat. Did it show up on the map? Uh, I, I forget. I think it did. I think it did. I wonder what, because the dungeons in the first Zelda all fit together. fit together because they're just different parts of another copy of a map the size of the overworld map. Yeah. And the dungeons in the second quest are like the letters Zelda <laughs> and then yeah. like a wolf's face. And then something else that I don't remember what there was one dungeon that was just like here's a a column of walls and then like on the other side of the map two more rooms, 
Right. Which is just weird. And I think that was just like, we couldn't fit anything else in these spaces, so let's make that one weird dungeon. Yeah, I'm really curious now. I want to look at what the um, the Zelda 2... Because I imagine, technically, they also had to fit in that same overworld map. Yeah. Yeah, my understanding is that, like, the origin of the second quest was that the map designer was, like, thought he had half the space to work in that he had. Oh, huh. And so, like, I did it, guys. I fit all the dungeons in this space. And then they realized, wait, we can just do another set of dungeons. That's really cool. Yeah. The overworld was the same, right? It, it, It has minor changes it has like rooms swapped out as well as different secret two secrets being swapped out so it's mostly just like you go into a yeah, space that this one yeah, is just like yeah the l with a weird apostrophe yeah yeah i can't find a map that is all of them together in a single big rectangle but maybe that guy that made the poster that i have of the First Quest Underworld made a second Quest Underworld poster. Yeah, do you remember the guy's name? I don't. I think that what I had heard about is called Legend of Zelda Outlands. Oh, cool. And apparently, some places you can get it on, you can get it on, loaded onto a cartridge. Like there's an oh. Etsy store that appears to have cartridges for it. Oh man, I, that, that's cool. But I would want it loaded onto a virtual console uh, package hmm. for my 3ds. Yeah, having to play that on an actual NES while fun for a minute. I'm sure you can be... also just get the ROM. Yeah. yeah. They, it also has like it introduces a new type of enemy. Do you, do you remember the um, the bubbles that would hit you and take away that would lock your sword for a couple of seconds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are two things. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are two more types of those. Instead of flickering red and blue, they're just solid red and solid blue. Um, the the red ones take away your sword until you touch a blue one. Whoa. Uh, which is one thing when they're in the same room, <laughs> but they're not always. Like, sometimes you have to go, like, track down a blue bubble on the other side of the dungeon. Um, and right now where I am, um, I... There, it, I've... I've been able to uh, hit a red bubble and like, I don't know where a blue one is in the dungeon I'm in. So I'm just like stuck exploring swordless until I find one. And it's kind of broken. Like there was another time where um, the, uh, the little intestine guys that eat your shield. um, If you hit a red bubble. Yeah. 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 If you hit a red bubble and then you get eaten by a like, like they never spit you out. They wait for you to kill them. Oh, and so like I was like I had to reset <laughs> because I tried to kill it with bombs, but then I ran out of bombs. So like that part of the game, I think is like I think they just weren't ashamed to like make a broken make game for the second quest. If you, I mean, you could use a candle to damage it a little uh, bit, maybe yeah. probably you'd be able to fire that once. Yeah, uh, if you had the wand, uh-huh. you'd be able to damage it i i don't i didn't uh i remember one of the most like sort of in retrospect just frustrating and humiliating things that happened to me as a kid i called the nintendo like counselor line waited on hold for a really long time 
to ask how to get like where the bow was in the second quest. Oh, but I forgot to specify the second quest. Oh fuck! And so he just told me it's in the first dungeon. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, because I've been everywhere in there and. Like, no, it's definitely in there, little buddy. Yeah. You just keep looking. And I'm like, okay. And then I hung up and I'm like, fuck. I forgot to say, I was talking about the second quest. So not only, my parents are not going to let me call again because it was a toll line. Yeah. So you had to pay for long distance. Do you have to, you had to pay for the, for the hold time too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a long distance call where you were on hold. Yeah. And and then he told me to watch out for fireballs. Have you, um, are you aware of the game Secret Legend that is in development? No. It looks like it's going to be kind of super rad. Uh, it is, it's all just one guy at this point. I think his name is Andrew Scholdesy. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, actually. Um, but, uh, it's, I think you're a fox. And it looks kind of like Zelda uh-huh. and you're wandering around a world and there's like sort of arcadey combat and a bunch of like hidden stuff and secrets and stuff. It looks, cool. it looks really cool. Yeah. I think it's going to like scratch that Zelda itch, something fierce. Cool. Yeah. That there's a whole great. secret language in it and stuff. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, I have discovered in the past couple of years that I'm actually a lot more interested in games that are like the first Legend of Zelda than anything that is like any of the later ones. <clears throat> So, like, I tried playing um, Anodyne. Is that how it's pronounced? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like uh, it's like Link to the Past, and it just I just couldn't stand it. It does some really neat stuff later on. You get at one point you get a a power that lets you swap the block you're like the tile you're standing on for an adjacent one. Okay. So yeah. So you can just like move the walls around and and just <laughs> that go is pretty outside. cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it it's it does some neat stuff. I've not even heard of this game. It's on Steam. Well, I feel like I should be able to give you some context, but it's by the guys who made Anodyne. That's <laughs> <laughs> not very helpful. Right, let's put that in the show notes, so I'll be reminded of it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I played a little bit of a human resource machine. Oh, oh, oh I like, should. Sorry, I, I want to. Oh, yeah. Ascii Vanya. You guys talked about it last show. Yeah. I played that. That's a great game. Yeah, it was good. Did you, did you remind yourself what it was? I did. Good. Okay. I don't have to. Oh, so I'll, I'll describe it for the listeners. Um, you are. You, you can. You're running around a, a, a text map as a letter. And when you form words with the environment around you, those words disappear. Um, and you can collect other letters and choose to become which of the letters you've collected you want to be at the moment. And so, it's so like a little bit of a puzzler and yeah, yeah, because you can fuck yourself up by accidentally making smaller words, right, and not eliminating enough of the environmental letter obstacles. Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. It was a. I feel like that was just like a maybe a Ludumdare game or it felt like a jam some game. Some jam yeah. game, yeah. But it was like really, was really neat. like it was finishable and yeah. had a whole, it like it had satisfying. a concept and it had an entire execution. Yeah, yeah, I liked that a lot. Not much more to say about it. Well, I'm glad you played it. Yeah, me too. So you you played a game by the Little Inferno folks. 
Yeah, Little Inferno and uh, I was going to say a boy and his blob. Right, World of Goo. <laughs> oh. That was another game by... Uh, uh, oh, fuck. I can't remember David Crane. Name. Yeah, David Crane. There you go. <laughs> uh, what was that tennis game he made? Tennis or two? Maybe. Did David Crane make a tennis game? Yeah, he loves tennis. Huh. What was it like a weird take on tennis? I, th- I think it was just a straight up tennis game. I can't remember the name of it. Huh. Was it called tennis? Did he just invent tennis? He might have. <laughs> yeah. He might. He only had 4K to do it in. Uh, human resource machine is like, I, I don't know much about assembly programming, but that's, I think basically what this game is. Okay. It's just an assembly programming. Cause you got like registers and you're, yeah. So, so there's a little guy and stuff awaiting your instructions and your instructions are a linear series of commands that are grab the next thing off of the conveyor belt leading into this room, put the thing you're holding into the conveyor belt leading out of the room, make a copy of the thing that you're holding into this named spot on the floor with a register add the thing that you're holding to the thing that's in this spot on the floor yep jump to another point in the instruction set well that is totally just machine language if what you're holding is zero jump to another thing in the instruction set uh I didn't get all that much further into it. I but think it, there's one that if what you're holding is negative. Yeah, if jump. what you're holding is negative, then jump. Yeah. And that's as far as I got, I think. Is there one for going to another location but saving the old location so you can return to it later? You can copy values from and to registers, and doing that makes the guy go to them. I don't know. There's no stack, though. Not yet. Well, there might eventually okay. be, like, yeah. you might eventually be able to, like, evaluate what's in s- registers and move past them if possible. Or there might be new kinds of registers later that are stacks. Right. So, like, do you think anybody who doesn't know any programming picked this up and enjoyed it and, like, have secretly been taught assembly language and... Yeah, maybe. I like, mean, it, that's what I wanted Space Cam yeah. to be. I mean, it, it builds you pretty off slow. Really slow. I mean, yeah, yeah, and it does. And and it's got this Infinifactory kind of thing where the way that you earn like full credit for beating a level is to do it in the smallest number of operations and the smallest number of cycles. Oh. So, and the same solution doesn't always work for for both for yeah. both, right? And it tells you that. Um, I did not get super into it. I mean, like, I didn't get to the point where I stopped being able to solve levels. I just got to the point where I stopped being interested in solving Hmm. the levels. And, I mean, I might go back to it. But it did not have... And this is... the, The irony of this is not lost on me. Little Inferno was so compelling... To play uh-huh. and didn't teach you anything except right. what a waste of time playing video games is. Like, that was its whole point. And this is trying to teach you something, and I just can't be bothered. <laughs> like, and what I if have... you got to like burn down the building after you solved a puzzle? Do you think that would help? It, 
No, I don't. I wonder if the lack of success of this game relative to Little Inferno, which is a thing that I anticipate being a thing that will happen because this game is just less accessible, is going to be sad to them. <laughs> hmm. World of Goo, I also just kind of got bored. Like, there got to be one of the levels where the actual execution of the solutions I found to be really tedious. And so I'm just like, eh, I don't want to do this anymore. I never finished it. Like, I, I neither finished it nor got to a point where it got too hard. Whereas with Infinifactory, like, it got to a point where it was like, ah, fuck, I just can't do this. Like, I'm not smart enough to solve this level. It's Infinifactory. So I have recently gone back to Infinifactory uh, for the past couple of days and just been I, like I had not thought about it in a long time. And, and there's been several updates since I played. Um, there was one update where they like reset a couple of your solutions and then some major update where they just, they didn't reset any solutions, but they cleared the leaderboards. And if you actually want to be on the leaderboards, you have to like go rerun your solutions and at least one or two of mine, like they must've changed the rules because my saved, my saved solution did not match my old results. Hmm. Hmm. No, it's like odd. running an old program and it crashes on the new OS. Yeah, I mean yeah. it still completed. It just didn't have the same metrics, and so oh. I like I think they like they might have changed the the rules for like w- how many like what the footprint of a eviscerator block is, right, or something, right? Like some some weird rule change or whatever. Um, but they added. So one of the big updates was that they added an entire new competitive axis which is fewest number of like active blocks that like do something um in your solution hmm. and that is an in, like a yet yet another really interesting way to design a level and so that's sort of what i've been going i've been going back in like oh so i mean that would encourage you like you if you were if you were moving something that was two blocks wide you would be better off like alternating conveyor belts and regular blocks no you just what, you're, what you're best off doing is just letting the like extruder push all the blocks out oh yeah you do a lot of like okay how can the how can i get the extruder to do all of the like powering of this whole mechanism uh, uh. and cuz you don't care about efficiency you don't, you don't you're not care, care about, about you don't care about footprint, footprint or, or like speed yeah speed. wow yeah uh. <laughs> it's neat it's like it's just a whole new way to think about it. It's su- I'm I'm super happy that they like found yet another way to like make this exact same levels have another interesting solution to them. Um, I hope that that game was not a big financial loss for them because it is so good and fun. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm I mean I was just thinking about that and I was thinking, well, I guess we'll just ask him at GDC. Yeah, <laughs> unless they can't afford plane tickets to GDC. That's because- possible. Yeah. I mean, it was at the time that it came out, and it's all we were talking about. It was still being outsold by Space Chem f- right. for whatever reason. Yeah. Right. And we, I remember us talking about that a little bit. Like, yeah, I, I wonder if Zectronics is going to be doing anything in the near future. I'm curious. I mean, they did that TIS 100. Yeah. That was like that, a month ago, right? That felt like a little. That was like a personal Like project. a little vanity project. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so then besides that, uh, I've also been playing another puzzle game uh, that I used to play called RGB Express. They added oh, it's some, one with the little trains that are little like trucks. trucks. Yeah. And they're, you're just like the picking pick up, up colors and colors and delivering them. Um, they added some new ones and then, but they also added 
a metric to all the previous puzzles, which was like, is this the most efficient possible solution to this puzzle? And so I've been going back and uh, making sure that all of my solutions were efficient. Puzzle games. I forgot that I also uh, got the Binding of Isaac expansion. Because mm. I was like... The Rebirth expansion. I was running... The afterbirth. Afterbirth, yeah. yeah. I was running Steam, and the when it came out, just all I saw was these things popping up saying people are playing The Binding of Isaac. I'm like, all right, fuck it, I'll just buy it. And it's... My initial assessment of it is that it kind of just duplicates the Wrath of the Lamb problem where this is an expansion that is for people who have been playing this game as a lifestyle. Yeah. But doesn't this game, doesn't this expansion allow you to just turn stuff on and off? Like, I thought there was an interface where you could, like, turn on and off any of the new things. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I haven't met, like I played a couple of regular, just game games of it. And then I've done the daily challenge every day for the last few days. And it is, I'm not enjoying it at all. Oh, wow. Like the daily challenge has everything unlocked. So it's basically like, all right, well, here's a character you've never played before. Uh, I don't know, like keys don't work or something. But the UI doesn't really explain that. Here's an item that uh, you don't know what it does. Here's, you know, you have some passive things that have been picked up that, like, you also don't know what they do. Today, it was like, apparently I was some character that just died in one hit. Like, you just have no life at all. One of the other times I was that character, but it apparently had picked up the the thing that gives you nine lives. So every time you get killed, it just like teleports you outside the room and lets you try again until you lose the ninth one. And then it's game over. Like the daily challenges have been really just sort of confusing. Probably not to people who are like deeply experienced with the new version of the game, but that explains why they didn't, do the daily challenges to begin with. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that, that my, my take on that was like, well, what do you, what unlock state would you have the game in to do the daily challenge? And the, the only real possible answer is everything is unlocked, but then that is just a, it's just cacophonous. Yeah. It's, it's for people who have been playing as a lifestyle. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird that that is effectively a, spoiler for future content potentially too uh yeah i mean yeah there are so many things that even like the trip like the challenge today started out with some like you have a four-sided die so i guess the d4 is an item and i it has a really long recharge and i used it and i think maybe my guy started glowing and it did something different to the bullets but I don't know because that didn't seem to kick in until I went into another room. So something else might've caused that. The last time I played binding of Isaac, I had a website open the whole oh, time. Just the wiki. Yeah. That way it was, this was one that would like, it showed you a huge grid of items. You could hover over them all. Like if you, oh. if you recognized it, you could hover over it and um, it'll tell you what it does. Huh? And I remember the, uh, the items in the Flash game were so much more recognizable in that format than the items in the pixel art game. 
which is a bummer. But yeah, I don't have any particular opinions about the art between the old one and the new one. I did install a mod that just put Danny Baranowski's music yep. back into it where possible, and that that made the experience much nicer. Although it doesn't sound like I remember it. <laughs> but I think I'm just remembering it wrong. Uh, do you guys want to talk about the assignment? Sure. Sure. Downwell. Samwell. Samwell Baggins. I I enjoyed it. I played it on iOS. Yeah, so I saw it. It seems really it seems like it'd be really hard on iOS. It's it pretty hard pretty on the phone. I, it was pretty hard on the iPad too. Yeah. I um I definitely found myself wishing for either keys or a controller or something. I guess I could see if I it has any myself wishing it was like half as fast. <laughs> yeah, me too. There's apparently like a, a mode you can unlock where that's basically the case. Hmm. Oh yeah. Like called levitate mode. Oh huh. And it could just maybe it's just reduced gravity. You, um, I mean you can play it slow most of the time if you want. Ugh, I have not found that to be true. Like Basically every hit point that I have lost the int- in every game of it that I played, and I played maybe two hours of it, was falling really fast onto a spiky enemy that I just didn't mm. see coming. Like that's yeah. Always I mean, what I feel like me. managing your your speed is a huge part of that game. Yeah, it is you're, super you're, fast. Your shooting slows you down. Yeah, that's yes. Well, unless you have a, I mean, if you have a gun that you can only shoot twice before you land, then sure. you're you gotta, limited in that regard. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's there's lots of, you know, you bounce off an enemy, you can land on an earlier ledge, and it's something you just have to do. Like That is a fundamental difference between this game and Probability Zero, is that Probability Zero is auto-scrolling. Yeah. It's yeah. forcing you down. Yeah. And But you ha- your goal in Probability Zero is to stay above the bottom of the screen, right? So you're working against gravity to to, like, sort of maintain your ability to get to places in the space and maintain a tactical advantage over the enemies but it's also just kind of a timer i mean the limited ammo and probability zero was a huge differential and also the fact that you get a really limited ability to destroy blocks to begin with yeah and but it's also two separate buttons to jump and fire right which is another major different choice. And that, that is something that I, I found myself wanting a lot because I would, I would hit the button thinking that I was going to be jumping, but instead it fired my gun or vice versa. Right, which then yeah. destroys a platform underneath you. Yeah. Probability zero did not have any randomness in the power ups either. Like it just had right. a tree. So yep. you could kind of, you'd, you'd have a build. Yep. And it is a build because you can't just turn one off and, turn on another one arbitrarily. Right. Uh, what was the control scheme like on the phone? Uh, it is three buttons, left, right, and jump. Jump, shoot. Really? Buttons? Well, yeah. They're buttons at the bottom of the screen. That's terrible. Yep. <laughs> Hitting anywhere else on the screen pauses the game. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's kind if you, if you slip off and... Right. Yeah. A little uh, like- yeah, it's... It, and the left and right button... Are like right next to each other, and I, the, the I would most regu- reason like regularly die when I would hit the wrong direction and walk into an enemy instead yeah, of yeah no walk that's away from that that is unforgivable that's uh, just just like I don't know what they are supposed to do that's just bad design well, they're period. supposed to not put that game on the fucking touch screen uh, like 
they could have. It is playable. They could have made enjoyable. a control scheme that involved swiping, like or tilting. Or, no, tilting is tilting. Terrible. Probably wouldn't work. I, I mean, hate tilting. Like, like okay, tilting just, games where you are like rolling around in the environment. That makes more sense. But I so I haven't seen one of those in a long time. I made a prototype of a twin stick shooter on iPad, uh, and the way the controls worked there was you would put your your thumb down. And that would be the center of the joystick. Well, it, not even, not just that, but like whenever you moved your thumb, that would be like basically the new center. Right. You just do a little bit of a swipe left and now you're moving left. But it's not a D-pad, right? Like all they need is left and right. Right. And so they, it would be even easier. Yeah. Like to, to. That's probably, I mean, you're probably really right. Not- you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. If, if the input for left was scoot your thumb left slightly, although. Left. Yeah. I mean, then. You just end up off the screen, right? If you want to go left a lot. Yeah. Well, but you it's, like you sort of you rock your thumb to the left and it just keeps going left until you pick up or return to the center or whatever. Like, I know we argue about this a lot, but I think that this game just doesn't belong on a telephone. Like hmm. there is a game that has some of this game's sensibilities that would be good on a phone, but it is not this game. And anything that they did to get this game on the phone is going to be a compromise. I don't think I agree. I think that there's definitely some problems, but it's it it works real well in general, right? Like it's I'm having to learn how to control it very precisely. I, like I I went from just like dying every single time on 1/1 one, one to now regularly getting to like near the end of 2 Two or two, three or whatever. People said that about Super Crate Box. People are like, no, you can totally play Super Crate Box on the phone and it's fine. I wouldn't expect that to be the case either. Well, I mean, I think that like somebody who is sufficiently patient and skilled can get good at anything, but that doesn't mean that it's good. Well, did did they port Super Crate Box to a phone? Yeah. Did it use a virtual D-pad? Sort of, yeah. Yeah. And it has two buttons, too. I was like, oh, I've heard good things about this game. I'll get it. It's on the phone. Like, this is god-awful. And then it wasn't until I found the, like, downloadable PC version of it that I was like, oh, I get why this is good. Right. Like. This this game is different enough from Probability Zero that I am not as sort of morally outraged as I was when I first heard about it. Yeah, it, it feels very different to me. Yeah, yeah, it is. It was just, it like... The description of it matched overlapped so heavily yeah. that I was like, is this just some sort of like weird remake? I mean, Alex wasn't mad, so it's not our well, job sure. to be mad on no, his behalf. Well, <laughs> we're allowed to be mad on other people's behalf as, as much as we want. I'm mad on your behalf that you're not mad uh, <laughs> about this situation. I don't think I really like the random power-ups because the power-ups are really important. It, the fact that a lot of them give you an extra life point back if you pick them up is like, ah, oh, God, I really don't want to change. Oh, I re- the weapon I, thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that really feels like a super crate box thing, right? They, they like just want you to keep forcing changing you to change weapons. up the weapon. I mean, the power-ups you select between oh. levels, right? And it's like, sometimes... The thing that causes an explosion when you jump, like that, which makes it so you destroy any platform that you jump while you're on top of, it's just like ugh. so many of them. I don't understand what they. D- 
like the balloon? What does that thing do? That floats above you until an enemy hits it and then it explodes, killing the enemy and most other things around it. Hmm. Huh. Um, I would have imagined that it was some sort of source of lift or something, but... No. Huh. I really like the drone. I really like... I like the gunpowder boxes or gunpowder platforms or whatever because you shoot that you shoot one and anything that's connected to it fires a bullet up and then they all disappear so you can like make rapid progress through the level just killing hmm. everything um, the unlocks i unlocked so many color palettes in a row that it made me completely disinterested in chasing more of the unlocks oh yeah i got one new game mode out of it but that was out of like six or seven unlocks. Yeah. Five or six of which were just new color palettes. Yeah. I was frustrated so like, by that too. Uh, I'm not and gonna... like I, all of the palettes were much harder to read than the default one. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's been my, my, I found the belief as well. Blue one to be slightly easier. It's for pleasing to look at, but me. it's harder for me to like oh, yeah. notice the enemies that are dangerous. Mm. I, uh, the second game mode that you unlock is the arm spinning one. No, well, sorry. The, oh, that's the, the first, the one. second okay. unlocked one is, uh, it's called boulder mode or something. And you get more life, which helps you start hmm. with six hit points instead of four. What uh, is the trade off? You that? only get to choose between two options on, the oh. instead of three on the level ups. But I feel like that's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, I often just don't want any of the power-ups. Any of the any of the ones that they offer? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's like... Because if it... Like, the ones that sort of change the way that you move just make it more even more difficult to react quickly enough. The game... And... This is a lesson that I should have learned from robotron the fact that this game produces a tremendous amount of visual noise <laughs> to make itself more difficult does not mean that it is bad it just means that it is hard right um and i could probably get good at it i find it it being it find this is you know a problem with like finding of isaac as well and the other games like that when i die and i start over again it is super hard to get used to the fact that i don't have any of the like power-ups that i had just become accustomed to especially if i yeah, was doing really well that, that happened to me in this and also a lot in spelunky oh right yeah you kind of have to put it down and come back to it regarding the visual later. noise i feel like this game suffers from did you you guys see the the um yonville and neiman's talk about screen shake no the art of screen shake Mm-mm. it's the uh uh the design half of Vlambeer. Uh, yeah um they're like they're like renowned for their screen shake. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was just like here's how you make a game feel good, and gave gave thirty examples of things to do. Um, and I feel feel like this game just did it way too much. Of like he like went down the list and like was like okay, got all thirty done. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah. I it, it felt like it was it was giving you so much micro feedback that it was just overwhelming and maybe like maybe that was the point but it it felt like it didn't feel like it didn't feel good as a result huh i want to play it on pc and see how different it is i think you'll be way better at it on pc 
My overwhelming impression of the game is just that it's, it's, I'm old and it's too fast. <laughs> like it just yeah. shit on the screen happens too fast for me. Did you try traversing as slowly as possible? Like that yeah, only it's just it. And I was constantly getting hit by stuff. Like I was constantly uh, like walking sideways into enemies when I, when I tried to do it really slow and, and cautiously, I was just like, I did worse than if I, I just kind of like plowed ahead. Yeah. I also feel like, Probably this developer is too good at his own game mm, and has been working on it possible. for too long. Mm. It's got the catacomb kids problem. Yeah. It has like a, an actual ending, right? Like it, it resolves if you get far enough. Yeah. Something. I think it just has like, there's like four levels and then, and then you're done. you unlock some kind of hard mode. Oh, wow. Just based on looking at the achievements. Okay. And it's, I don't know what that means. Are there, is it, one one through one three and then two one. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like twelve stages, I guess. Okay. Unless there's a different number of subworlds in later worlds. I never got any further than like two two. I like the tile set in the second world or whatever. The one with the spike spike platforms. Yeah. And it's like more castle y. Yeah. Is it a caverny? There's skeletons throwing bones. Yeah, that's good. Those guys are cool. Ghosts. Yeah, cool ghosts. Yeah. That's good 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 monster design, good visual design in this game, I think. Like for how simple yeah. the art is. Balancing sort of chasing after the gems versus uh jumping into the unknown. Did we figure out what the gem high was? I didn't. Uh is it like if you collect a hundred gems while the sort of gem counters on the screen you get the gem high which is as, as long as you keep collecting gems it like doubles your damage i think oh uh, okay oh huh. you get like a charge shot and a little trail i mean you like get a little, little trail yeah but i didn't really understand what it, it did. my shots were definitely more powerful there are a bunch of achievements rel- related to combos yeah and i don't know what that means. i think that is killing things without hitting platforms oh Jesus. in a row yeah that was something that i spent way too long trying to maximize and started doing much better when I stopped trying to combo things. Hmm. Does your bullet stuff replenish? I think your bullets replenish when you land on an enemy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like you can actually like, you can get a lot of distance by like shooting a bunch, then landing on one of those like floaty guys shooting a bunch. If you can, if you can maneuver it, because everything is happening so fast. Your, your combo doesn't reset when you're in the, the, the time void or whatever it's called. Right. The, the shops. The oh, so if you the... like land in that. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense then as to why it makes time not go forward. Yeah. Because you can figure out how to jump out of that and land on a guy and keep the, huh? So, yeah, there's a whole world of being good at this that I am not ever going to have. <laughs> I I do feel like I, I haven't unlocked it, but I, I've heard people talking about levitate mode, which just slows down the action. That's my guess. That's my, my interpretation of what people are saying. And like, it seems like that would have been a better Did you ever get default. the like, rocket boots upgrade where if you shoot after you're empty, it sort of just keeps you I got those a couple of times air. but I never used them enough to figure out what they were before yeah, I died there that also helps sort of like maneuverability and stuff yeah 
Man, I was playing the Spelunky Daily Challenge the other day, and for the first time ever, I killed uh, Vlad in hell uh-huh. and got his set of wings, and I had no idea how they worked. And I was in, like, the worst possible environment to experiment. To learn how, yeah. Yeah. Learn so how to fly. How it, did, did you figure it out before you died? No. It it gives you, I think it gives you some kind of double jump. Okay. It It is a cape that also gives you a double jump, I think. And so huh. it's like you jump, and then hitting the jump button again would normally deploy the cape. But in this case, it... Jumps again. Double jump. It jumps again and de- then deploys the cape. Maybe. Or maybe you have to hit it a third time to deploy the cape. It sucks. I, I killed Vlad, but then didn't have any bombs left to get his medallion out of the wall, which is why you normally would kill him. What is the, what does this medallion do? Uh, protect, it makes you immune to fire. Oh, wow. Um, so it makes it so I think lava won't hurt you. And also, uh, the little fire guys that come out of lava won't hurt you. And those guys are. Those guys move really unpredictably, so they're a real threat. Neat. Yeah. Um, then I just got killed by something stupid. By your by your own double jump, presumably. Probably. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, I was worried that that was what was going to happen, but yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been playing the Spelunky Daily Challenge every once in a while. That's so. good. Uh, well, not still. Back to it. It's such a good game, guys. It's What's our assignment game. for next time? Uh, I am going to suggest that we play Sibel. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, it's, I'm uh, going to agree with you. C-I-B-E-L-E. Yeah. It's uh, Nina Freeman's new game. Um, I think it is. It's like an autobiographical a sort of narrative game about her. A, relas- a relationship. As that- a young woman forming a relationship with some guy through Over, some um, MMO. Yeah. Um, I heard the gameplay of it described as being like a fake MMO where you're moving around and like things are ticking up as though you're killing monsters and stuff. Although you said that you thought it was just like a twine game. This game is surrounded by an air of mystery. It's true. <laughs> we may never know how it I think works. There's definitely a lot of writing in it. I think, uh, I think it's possible that you are in the the woman's bedroom while she's playing the MMO. There's definitely FMV in the game. Is there? Yeah. Like okay. video chats that you see or something. I think there's just like movie scenes that just get cut in. Mm. Cool. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm interested to see what it's all about. Do we know how long it is? Nope. <laughs> uh I Justin streamed it on Twitch and it took about an hour. Okay. Okay. That's a good that's a good length for a narrative experience, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hope, uh, I mean, it's well, getting a lot of attention. I imagine that there's got to be something good about it. Yeah. I don't remember. Have we played anything else that she has been involved in? I played How Do You Do It. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I keep forgetting that she made that. It was a group of like four of them, right? Say again? That, like wasn't that like four folks altogether who made that game, or was it just her? How do you do it? I think I think it was more than just her. Yeah, I think she was the, the, the sort of the primary person in it. I think it was autobiographical for her. Yeah, I mean, I think this. I think this game is also at least a little autobiographical. Yeah. Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail for our listener's mail segment that we have done on all but about sixty episodes of Video Games Hot Dog, uh-huh. how would they do that? 
Well, uh, they could go to our website, videogameshotdog.com, and send us a message through our lovely interactive website. You know, you guys, maybe we should have these instructions near the listener's mail segment. You think? You think people stop listening? They, like, listen to listener's mail, and they're like, fuck this, and then just wander away. How do I send a message? Yeah. I will never know. They, uh, does, they don't hear the entire rest of the podcast because they're screaming. They're so mad. Yeah. yeah. So mad they can't hear anything. They've That's broken so they've broken all of their devices that can play MP3s by just <laughs> repeatedly beating, beating them on the Yeah. On I mean, really asking Kevin that question is just the way that I lead into saying, gentlemen, oh. I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 222 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we record episode number 223 very soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you do, keep your hair in the water heater and keep worshiping the air conditioner. Maybe you can come up with another way to lead into that. (laughs) You got any ideas? Good night. Good night. Have a great week, everybody. Michael J. Fox in... that didn't work. Never mind. Edit that out, please. <laughs> I don't I don't edit this show. Rip. Uh, oh. Here, I'm going to clap so that you can loop that. <laughs> <laughs>